I'm Scott Weatherly, and welcome to 20th Century Geek. Uh, we're going to be doing a bit of a, a Christmas special. Um, this is a bit of off the cuff, really, so we're going to be put, putting this out there. But uh, I'm joined by uh, the ever-present Mike Kennedy. Hello. Hello. Uh, and today, we're going to be going to see and, Rogue uh, One. And, and you're joined also by David Bowie. <laughs> How are you then, Scott? Are you all right there? Are you coming down to my labyrinth today? Oh, so this is a completely other thing. We're going to be talking about Rogue One and Star Wars in a minute. <laughs> but can I get to another franchise? Yeah, go on. Did you see in the, in the news recently, uh, and this isn't even 20th century, so I'm just going to cover it. David Bowie was approached to be Gandalf before um, uh, Ian McCallum. Really? Yeah, apparently You would have been good for me. yeah. I want um, you to find the ring. Yeah, yeah. Bring it back over. to me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bring it back to me as quick as you can. It would have been an inter- it would have been a very different interpretation of Gandalf. It would have been, yes. Um Find the ring, Frodo. Yeah. Before it's too late. Would he have worn tight trousers? It would have. Sort of like, you know, it'd have been basically You remind me of the Hobbit. Yeah, yeah. The Hobbit with Ger- the ring. <laughs> Ger- Jareth in Lord of the Rings. That, it, I, I would have been awesome. I would yeah. love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, why did he turn it down? I, I think it was just a time commitment. Because yeah. they committed like two or three years to the whole project, didn't they? And I don't think he gave yeah. that much time to it. So oh, It would have been brilliant. I just bought the um, Man Who Fell to Earth, um, very, very limited edition, 3,000 ever made box set. Mm, the, I've seen it, the, uh, the, mm. the multi-disc set. Oh, three, there's only 3,000 in circulation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I've not ever seen that film. That's great. We'll have to, a, you have to come around and watch it. It's a film we'll have to do. really will. So i got that, and I've got uh, the 30th anniversary edition of You Remind Me of the Babe. Oh, Babe did you? Yeah, yeah. That's the edition. Ultra 4 HD. HD. Oh, I, haven't got the HD the, yeah. I haven't got the 4K one, but I've got, I've got the uh, anniversary edition of Dead. Fantastic film, that is. Sorry, I just want to do David Bowie impression for some reason. No, 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 go for it. I'm happy. It's, it's, all, it's, all, it's Christmas. Hello. It's festive. My Let's name's David. It. I was just uh, moved down the road. Can I sing Drummer Boy with you? Thing is, right, David Bowie. When yep. he was, when he does, talk, when he did talk like that, it was fine. When you do it, looking at you, there's a slightly sinister edge to it. <laughs> so, what are you trying to say, Scott? <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm won't be turning. See, my ideal Christmas. My ideal Christmas would be a room, a Christmas dinner with David Bowie and Tom Hardy, and and probably <laughs> probably Danny Dyer. There would be my three guests around a Christmas table. I hate Hello there, how, how, how you doing there? How you doing there, Danny? Yeah, I'm fine, I'm alright, mate. Yeah, I'm sorted, I'm sorted, I'm yeah, I'm, I'm alright. Yeah, go pass the turkey, pass the turkey, Hardy. And then you'll have Tom Hardy there with the turkey going, oh, well, well, yeah, it's turkey, it is. It's one of those things, and it's it a fucking turkey, it is. That's what they we're put the, But he puts the mask on. He puts the mask on. Bane. Bane. Yeah. Oh, ho! <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, oh, sorry. Well, what are we talking Star- about again? Star Wars. Star Wars. So, oh so yeah. Another completely different, different franchise. Right. Uh, yeah. So today we're going to go see Rogue One, yeah. uh, and we haven't seen it yet. I've I've been I've seen Rogue Two. <laughs> I I have tried to stay away from. I've seen one trailer. Yeah. 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 And I've tried to I've avoid all like behind the scenes features. I've avoided all the TV spots and all that kind of stuff. I know I know very little about this. See, I need to go in there with an open mind. Yeah. yeah. But I'm already going in there with an opinion. And that's the problem I have with this today. It's because I, I think that... I thought the story had been told with one to six. So I didn't want to see number seven. Saw number seven and thought, eh, it's a good story, but it's basically a new hope told again. It was a, re- it was a soft reboot. It was to yeah. bring new people in, wasn't it? Yeah. I, it was, I it was very it. good. Brilliant. I mean, yeah, I JJ, JJ did a 
brilliant job. We're not talking yeah, about yeah. our former ref, JJ. No, no, no. That's but, weird. Yeah. But, I mean, but this one, Gareth Edwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. None, eat, none eaten born. Gareth he is, Edwards, he yeah. is, actually. That's very yeah, true. None eaten yeah, man. Yeah. And um, I, I don't know. I don't think. Do, do we need to have the breach between the Clone Wars and A New Hope? Do we need to tell that well, story? I don't. This is the thing. It's 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 a good point. Like, is it a step too far? Mm. And that that played on my when I first saw this announced. It's much like the Han Solo individual film. I'm still very much on the fence around that. Yeah, I don't. I don't even want to see that. You know, I Danny. Don't. Danny. Um, obviously, Danny. Harrison Lord, Ford is Han Solo. Uh, yeah. End. End. Of, end of story. You know. Yeah. Um, Donald Glover. I don't know if you've ever seen Community or anything else Donald Glover's been mm. in. I love Donald Glover. Really funny guy. Mm. Him as Lando Calrissian. Mm. I think that'd be great. Don't know about the kid who's playing uh, Han Solo. But I, I agree. You've got the what they call the saga, don't you? The Skywalker saga or the main, you know, at the moment, the, the seven films. Mm. Uh, sorry, the four films. Um you know, I'm sorry, prequels are just going to not even fit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Into they, didn't, they didn't, they didn't, make any prequels. We're <laughs> no. talking about. So you've got, you've got those films. They've got the main saga, and now they're doing these, these a Star Wars story. And I have to when I read it, but I'm, it's not. It's, it's a, it's a um, Star Wars three point five. That's, well, that's all there is. It's going to be. Yeah, if it was a Star Wars, if it was a Star Wars no, story, it's got no, none of the main characters in it. Well, I don't know. This is the thing. I don't know. That I've heard there are cameos, and I don't know how that works because um, obviously it's set before A New Hope. So I'm fascinated to see what. Well, they're building are. the Death Star, so Peter Cushing's got to be in it. Well, apparently, I don't know. How, yeah. Yeah, I, have, I don't know what that cameo is. Is it just sort of like voiceover, or is it? It'd be interesting to see how they've done that. Mm. Um, but the, I haven't. I, 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 I never saw the start the Clone Wars cartoons. Um, I haven't seen Rebels. Mm. You know, I'm not, I'm not really. I'm not that much of a Star Wars fan that I'm a completist. I haven't got to see everything. Mm. But when they were like, "Oh no, this is the story of how they got the Death Star plans." Before a new hope, yeah, there was a bit of a tickling, but they were still like, "Oh yeah, but it could be interesting." Like, you know, it's it's that thing of it so focuses on the main story when there is clearly other stuff going on. This is this rebellion is not the Skywalker rebellion, is it? So it's no, no, it, no. it existed before him and it exists, you know, after him, sort of thing. So I'm intri- intrigued by the idea, but I yeah I um. I I still do think is it a step too far? Yeah, I, I, is it I'm, saturation? I'm not sure. I'm not sure what. See, a, a Star Wars story would be great. You know, if it was like you know, um, bounty hunters. You know, the story of the bounty hunters and where they came from, the origins of that. So completely distance it. From yeah, the, uh, and it becomes a story then of Star Wars, uh, as opposed to being a story within the story of Star Wars. Uh, yeah. You so know, you, you would you would rather it be. A story that exists within the Star Wars universe, mm. but isn't even tethered to to a story of like ba- uh, uh, Boba Fett hunting a completely separate yeah uh, bounty or yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, something like that. Star Wars bounty hunters, or or you know the I don't know Jabba's Jabba's court or something like that. Well, when you, you know. say that, there's actually I mean you know I've read a couple of the original uh, extended universe novels, and again I never mm. got, really got into them. Read a couple of them. But there's one that was called uh, Tales of Jabba's Palace. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. I know, I know, yeah, I know yeah. of that so it's one. It's a bunch of short stories, but it basically tells completely like unconnected stories about people that you would have seen in Jabba's Palace yeah. in, um, in Jedi. In Jedi. Mm. And some of them, that well, I read it, and I couldn't, it was read it years ago now, but I remember having to go back to the film, and they were like, so-and-so character. And you're like, who's, what? Watch the film. Oh, it's the, it's the third guy from the left. Who's got the funny purple head? Right, okay. Doesn't have a talking part. He just appears. And is, think, that, is that Yak Man? 
I don't know, it's probably one of those. I can't yeah. even, I couldn't even tell you. But basically, I love the idea, much like yourself, that they've given this to an author and gone, look, what, we've got to write 12 stories or 8 stories or whatever. Mm. Choose a character that's completely disconnected from the main story and just fill out the backstory. Yeah. Do you know what? That's then going to become canon. That's that's quite ambitious. Mm. Could they do that with films? Would anyone care? I don't know. Well, the franchise is that huge. People will see it just because it's a Star Wars film. I think that's this. It's it's made two hundred ninety million in its opening weekend. Yes, jeez, this, yeah, this, you yeah. Know, it's it's that's a huge amount of money. Yeah, yeah. And um, what's her name? Kathleen Kennedy, the produce, the, 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 like the she's the sort of like figurehead for all, isn't she? She runs. She's like the big producer. Yeah, she's the, married to Spielberg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She she must be. She was she was in bat flips this weekend. Well, she was. Kathleen Kennedy was, of course, the in Temple of Doom. She was oh. the, the woman in Temple of Doom. That plays alongside Harrison Ford. That's no, how... no, 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 she's not. No, she's not. That's Kathleen Kennedy. No, 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 no. That lost my phone, but no, it's not. I'll. Uh... I'm worried now. I've lost my phone, and you're. That? No, no, that's my work phone. Oh, okay. But my phone's somewhere, and you're around. I know. So... I know. My phone's there. <laughs> I have no idea. Um, no, that, yeah, that's not. That's Kathleen Kennedy. She's always been a producer. She was a producer on some of the indie films. Mm. Um, no, you're thinking of Willie Scott, aren't you? From Temple of Doom. Um, I forget her name now, but it's, yeah, it's not Kathleen Kennedy. But yeah, yeah, but she must be doing backflips because it is doing gangbusters, isn't it? It was a big risk, really, mm. like you say, detaching it. But like, well, I think, I think, I think, you know, visually, I think it's going to be great. Mm. But I, I'm not sure. I mean, the cast, it's got, it's got uh, Forrest Whitaker's in it. Yeah, it's got the guy who plays the villain in Bond and Hannibal. Mad Mickelson, yeah, 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 which always plays the villain. So if he doesn't play well, a villain, a villain in this, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I've seen him in the trailers and stuff. I don't really know what his character. No, I don't. I think know. he's supposed to be like the main character's dad. And the main characters are girls, so they're going with a girl hero kind of thing. And, Good, John. Glad you know, it's, a bit, I, it's a bit of a equality. Well, yeah, just to dive, you know, a bit of diversity. Making but it's not though, because it's in a galaxy a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. So it's not even diversity in this time. It was like <laughs> I was like, that was back in the time when women ruled the galaxy. If they can just if they can do hyper, you know, if they can do hyper speed and, and have lightsabers, I'm pretty sure they can have like, you know gender equality. <laughs> gender equality. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Alien equality. Maybe, maybe it's, it's kind of like universal or something like that. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I, it's it's it's. I'm filled with optimism. I guess I'm optimistic Which about, about being entertained today by a Star Wars franchise that isn't a Star Wars franchise. That is a Star Wars franchise. Yeah. Two hundred ninety million in the box office is phenomenal. Okay, in the opening weekend. However. 290 million is because people want to go and see a Star Wars film. That isn't a Star uh, the, Wars The film. teller will be next weekend. Well, no, not, well, not next week, it's Christmas. The no, ne- no, I don't disagree with you. I think, I think people are still going to see it regardless. It, it doesn't matter if it's good or not. Look at, look at, well, look, no, look at not- Phantom Menace. People went to see that because people said, go and see it. They won't see it because it was the first film. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. And everyone wanted the first film to be made. So then they made it and they never went to see it. And they said, this is really rubbish. And everyone went to see it to see because it's because it's really rubbish. Really, yeah. how rubbish well, is no, it? Well, no, it's weird. There's a new trend, right? Mm. That in um, the way blockbusters have ha- have been always, you know, up until now, especially across the summer, has been you have a you know you have a pretty big opening weekend, and then you get, you know, you usually get around a forty percent drop off. That's typical, right? The next weekend, mm. and then it will basically. Um, have a half life. Like each week, it will it will decrease, decrease, decrease until it sort of it exits cinemas. Right? Yeah. What they've seen now, though, is because they've hyped things up so much, and because of podcasts such as this and others, and everything across the uh, YouTube and everything else, 
the potential for spoilers now is so high and fanboys are so wanting to get in mm. that people are now seeing mega opening weekends and then drop-offs of like 60%. Okay. It'll and be like, interesting to see what this weekend... Yeah. Well. So if this weekend... It's already made its money back, to be fair, but it's opened worldwide at the same time. But it's one of the things... Will it drop off or is it going to sustain? Because Force Awakens had a massive opening weekend and then mm. sustained like well into like the end of January. That's worth it, though. I mean, it was a good... The, the, problem, the problem with this film is going to be Gareth Edwards as well. It's because Gareth Edwards has not made a film that you can honestly say is a blockbuster hit great film. No. Think of Monsters. Monsters was commercially. Did you like it? Not really. It's all right. It's Blair Witch. It's Blair Witch and Monsters. That's what Uh, it is. I I watched it, and I was like. Well, I've watched it. Yeah, <laughs> right. I'd never watch it again. Yeah. And, and Monsters 2 has come out, which has nothing to do with Gareth Edwards, but it's even worse. Even Dark it. Continent. It's on Netflix. Is it? It's terrible. Is it? It I, is terrible. It's, it's never, yeah. But, but Monsters, you know, nothing really happens. And right at the end, you see that little monster, and it's like, mm, okay. And it's quite interesting, because then you got JJ's um, Cloverfield, of course, because JJ yeah, did yeah, Cloverfield. Yeah, yeah. And it's, again, mirrors kind of monsters doesn't it but in a much better way with a much bigger monster yeah totally and there much more happens in, in it that. was it was a better godzilla film than the one that gareth ed was made yeah i i wasn't a fan well I did you see the godzilla yeah the, the, the big godzilla film yes the one with matthew broderick no, 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 no. The, the more recent, oh, the more recent one. yes 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 i prefer the one with matthew broderick though i think that was that was that was much better than this one, Godzilla. If there's any Godzilla fans out there, they're probably going to be flipping their grave. But I, I, I don't disagree. I quite the Matthew Broderick one. I still find quite entertaining. I don't think it's a full-on yeah, Godzilla film. It's Jay, a monster. Jay Reynolds film. in it, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually find it quite entertaining. Yeah. I thought this recent Godzilla film was like a massive, like just a tease throughout. It didn't know what it wanted to be. It was like, am I Godzilla? Am I good? Am I bad? Am I this? Am I that? And it's just like no. And there was well, too many. There's, there's too many things in it. Yeah. Just... Well, he, how he described it, and this is as soon as when I seen that, saw this interview before I saw the film, I knew I could, I almost guessed what was going to happen. Mm. He says he wanted it to be the jaws of the monster films, of monster movies. Wow. Which means basically, you don't see the shark, you don't see the monster until the end. Mm. Well, there was a reason you didn't see the shark because the damn thing didn't work. Mm. <laughs> So, all right, it paid off, and you know, Jaws is a is a fantastic film, oh, brilliant. hugely watchable, brilliant film. Um, but for Godzilla, with a d- digital, the, the point of Godzilla is to almost get too much of the monster. That's the point. Yeah. Um, so to have it teased on like screens in the background, and the two monsters are about to hit, you know go at it, and they close a bleeding door. Oh, that film, like just. I was exasperated with that film. Absolutely exasperated. It had such potential. And of course, you have someone like um, Breaking Bad. Uh, yeah, Brian, Brian Cranston. Cranston. And, and, and then, you kill, Brian, then, then yeah. you kill him. Yeah. And it's like, really? Yeah. You kill off someone, a big star that you managed to draw to this film, and you kill him off within the first 15 minutes. 15, 20 minutes. It was, yeah. It Insane. Was, it, it was. Um, if Cranston would have been in it to the end, I think that would have been a different film. And if Godzilla had been in it, it would have been a different film. <laughs> But they're building up to, and I think they've learned their lesson from seeing the trailers. Godzilla um, versus King Kong, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So they've got... Um, but uh, Peter Jackson's King Kong. Kong, Kong Skull Island, which yeah. comes out next year. And it's got Tom Hiddleston in and uh, Margot Robbie, I think. Sam Jackson, yeah, John Goodman. Yeah. Looks good. 
I think it was quite interesting. I don't and know. Then, uh, I don't and then know. I'm really, I haven't seen the trailer. I'm quite convinced. Is it Peter Jackson? No, 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 no. Oh, that's good. No, I forget, I forget who did Peter it. Jackson takes a story that can be told in 90 minutes and extends it into three and a half hours. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's like, well, well that, that was my fear. It's again, almost as bad. This. It's almost as bad as watching a Peter Jackson film like that. It's almost as bad as buying a Blu-ray special edition, extended edition of Batman vs Superman. It's almost as bad as that. Not quite as bad as that, but in the same ballpark. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, no, I, get, I, know, I know what you mean. So th- I think this is the thing, though, with, again, going back to Star Wars. But all of this, it's that expectation. Like, yeah, but, Gareth, of- but my point is, is Gareth Edwards has not made a film that you can actually sit down. You, you can't think of a Gareth Edwards film you sit down and you'd watch again. Well, he's still a newish director, isn't he? He's still, but so but is- he's a newish director. But he's, he's had Godzilla, which was a huge franchise to take, to take yeah, 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 yeah. And Star Wars. And you're thinking, how the hell does this man But this get- is what happens now. This is what happens. This is how no, things give happen. give to him. Basically, they, wow. they, they basically, because you've got all these sort of, um, you know, old school um, directors. You know, you've got your Spielbergs, you've got your... Um, I'm trying to think of it. Oh, stick around. Why don't you just stick a camera and all these things? All mm. those other big guys are a bit like, no, no, I've got my own thing. I'm, I can do whatever the hell I want. I will churn out 150 you- Avatar sequels that nobody wants to see. But you know what? I'm going to do it. Spielberg's like, well, I'm going to do the next spy thriller. Da, da, da. You can't get them to do this anymore. And I think the other thing is, studios want to tap into the mm. youth market, so they're going to look for up and coming directors that will show a bit of a, a bit of uh, a bit of spark, a bit of you know something a bit different. Or they, but the other thing they want to do, and I think this is where you can see people like uh, David Ayer doing um, Suicide Squad, Josh Trank doing um, uh, Fantastic Four, mm. uh, and maybe even Gareth Edwards doing this, is they want to be able to hang on and go, well, yeah, they've got this stylistic vision. Look at the films they've done before. They've got this stylistic vision that we wanted to apply. Make it. David Ayer did uh, End of Watch and Fury, so you, you know, yeah, you, yeah, you know yeah. a crime film and a, and a tank film, world film. And they said, "Oh, we want to bring him in to do this comic book film because he's dark and gritty, and he can bring that to the Suicide Squad." We're going to completely screw him over and bastard the film through the studio, but that's why we brought him in. Mm. Josh Trank um, does Chronicle. Oh yes, you know, yeah, I like which Chronicle. is actually a really good film. Yeah, it's not too bad. But he does like, you know, he does this sort of like. Down um, played, um, you know, superhero film that's got some real dark moments in it. Da, da, da. Oh yeah, well, it's about friends that sort of come together as superheroes and the, almost like the joy of it and it turning dark. But do you know what? He's got an artistic vision. We'll bring him in to do a, you know, you've seen Chronicle, right? Let's do Fantastic Four. Mm. It doesn't pay off because what happens is they bring in. The, and that's why I'm worried about. I was worried about Rogue One. They bring in these guys. To, to do that thing, to do what they do, and then mm. the studios get nervous because they've gone, yeah, but we've actually given them 200 million. <laughs> I think, I and think we need to make that back, plus the marketing, plus everything else. Directors, I mean, the directors have, have impact on this stuff. I mean, Kenneth Branagh. Kenneth Branagh, I think, is a great director. Got to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he did a great job with Thor, I think. I really you enjoy know, his really, Thor. Really, really, really is good. Really he, I mean, he's directed Thor. lots of other things which have been yes. highly successful. Kenneth Branagh and Star Wars would be a great combination. Give, give him a Star Wars franchise. Um, Rennie Harlan. Rennie Harlan is a is a really interesting. Yeah, I think. I think him and Star Wars would be a great combination if you chose the right story. Yeah, because I think Rennie Harlan is an action. Oh, director as good as good as the story of the film, anyway. Yeah, you know, yeah, but you, like, you wouldn't give him. I wouldn't give Rennie Harlan a quiet dramatic piece. No, I would give know, him a full on a full on. Piece. He would be doing the Boba Fett. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bounty Hunter like that. film or that sort of thing. Would, I, you know. Who I'd love to see it for a crossover with is. Uh, 
Star Wars film made by Tarantino. Or Rodriguez. Yeah, again, I think, you know, I think... Planetara? Planetara is pretty good. The other one... I love Planetara. Death Proof. Death Proof was less... Less good. But Death Proof is supposed to be raw, gritty, and, and and sort of like unfinished. Yeah, it's all right. It's not a bad film. It's just it's just it's, it's, it's a comic not, book. It's a comic book story. That's all yeah, Death Proof it's is. It's not Tarantino's best. By but Rodriguez sure. would be brilliant in Star Wars. That would he would he would take for the Star Wars franchise. But to there, a different again, level. The, the problem that you have there is that when they bring in someone like Josh Trank or David Ayer or Gareth Edwards or that sort of thing. Hmm. That's someone who's young, still trying to break into the audience, you know, trying to break into the, the the industry, and they can drag them out and say, "You can do this. Here's the, here's your budget, two hundred million or whatever. Here's the script. Do your vision, and you're going to get notes mm. from the studio because this is a Star Wars film. So you're still going to have to do this. You're still, you're still going to have to do this. You're still you're, going to have to do that. You're still going to be sort of like tied up with red tape and, and exactly. bureaucratic bullshit. You do that with Robert Rodriguez. You do that with Quentin Tarantino. You know, you're then going to end up. With Samuel L. Jackson coming back as uh, Mace Windu, saying I'm Mace Motherfucking Windu, and they're like, you can't do that, and he'd be like, no, 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 I'm Quentin Tarantino, and he is gonna do that, and I think that's that's the problem you had. That's why you mm. will you will never ever see someone like Tarantino or uh, Spielberg or Rodriguez or anyone like that touch. A franchise, an established franchise film. What about Chris Columbus? He, Chris Columbus does Star Wars. That'd be good. Again, that'd be a really good one. Again, yeah. with the right story, a smaller entry point. Ewoks film. Give. I tell you what, bring him back to do a decent Ewoks. Ewoks film. film. That'd be brilliant. He would be brilliant to do a good. Ewoks he's still film. he's still alive, isn't he, Chris Columbus? Is he? I think so. I, yeah, I think he's more of a producer role now or something like that. But he's, mm. he's knocking on a bit. But then so's. Because like, you know, to, uh, Tom Hughes is uh, dead, isn't it? Tom Ted. Hughes, um, Home Alone. Um, yeah, yeah, John Hughes. John Hughes. He's <laughs> yeah, dead. I think so. Yeah. yeah. But to say age is not an issue. I mean, what was it? You know, um, your man who did uh, Mad Max last year is like eighty-four. Oh, he's, oh and uh, yeah. Ridley Scott. Wow. Turned, Ridley Scott turned like seventy-nine or eighty this year recently, yeah. and age isn't an issue. It's so uh, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> But I, I don't think a studio, like, for example, like Marvel or Disney, have got very specific boundaries in which they make their who was, films. Who's the director of Deadpool? Uh, Miller. Um, George Miller? No, 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 no. That's, that's Mad Max. <laughs> that's Mad Max. Max yeah. But basically, he came from a computer. He'd done some, some film work, but he actually came from directing computer game segments. Really? So he did all the motion capture and all that oh, sort of thing. Interesting. So you know the one that was leaked yeah, online? Yeah. You know, no one's ever taken credit for it, never, no one's ever got the blame for it. But there's a very strong thing of like, well, it was clearly him because he knows how to do all this stuff and he mm. made it. And then obviously, you know, it's that sort of thing. And that's what got it made. Uh, he's walked away. Well, he, he's not doing the second one for, you know, uh, differences in artistic. Uh, not Ryan Reynolds isn't either as well. There he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ryan Reynolds is massively committed to it. No, no, no. They replaced him with uh, another actor, apparently. Nope. They have. They haven't. I'm on top of it. Are you, me. I've got I'm, a sound. I've got a sound clip of the actor. You want to put, right? Bring okay, that out. Yeah, I'm okay. you right now. I was. I've, I've been reading. You out? You ready? Reading my, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be you, isn't it? No, it's not. <laughs> if you do it? your David Bowie impression <laughs> right now. Hello. <laughs> my name is Deadpool. <laughs> No. I'm Deadpool. 
They could not make that. If they say if they try to roll Deadpool two out without mm. Ryan Reynolds, no, nah, totally, it would die totally. death. Di- Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool. End yeah. story. When Di- Ryan Reynolds dies, there will be no more Deadpool. Yeah, no one else that. can do yeah, Deadpool except yeah. Ryan Reynolds. He's a god. The um, apparently they're, they're trying to tickle uh, uh, Hugh Jackman because he's obviously said that Logan, which comes out this, uh, you know next yeah, year, oh that looks that looks it looks really really good. interesting. He said, "No, oh, that's my last, you know, time uh, last Wolverine. time with Wolverine." Um, but I think they're trying to tickle him a little bit to say, well, you know, you could always... Uh, Feature a Deadpool too. Yeah, you could always have a cameo. You know, a Deadpool, Wolverine Deadpool cameo would be quite interesting. I, I, I think you'd do it just for a laugh. Like, yeah, totally. Because they're good mates too, in like, real life. Yeah, they, they really are, are good yeah, mates. Yeah. But the thing, the good thing about that is the fact of like, you know, obviously because of the, the, the story between Ryan Reynolds and, and him in the in the mm. Wolverine film, mm. wasn't it? Which was just dire when they just destroyed... Deadpool's the main villain. Well, he becomes, he? yeah, and he's got all this other stuff like swords, his arms, he's got laser vision. Yeah. And it's just, oh, it's awful. Um, but anyway, sorry, Deadpool. So, yeah, yeah, so no, that's, that's, that's all this. But basically, we are now going to leave. We're going to go see Rogue One. It's been a quite okay. interesting discussion, actually. Mm. I'm interested to see what we think. I'm interested to see how busy it is because it's I, a massive can, weekend. It's, can, it's, can I touch you in the cinema? Um, well, no, as long as you don't distract me. Join the trailers, maybe. Trailers is fine. Yeah. yeah. Trailers go on I'll for cut, it. I'll cut a hole in the popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know you bought. I don't know you bought a triple arter. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we shall go now, and uh, we will come back with our thoughts on Rogue One. So we've now seen Rogue One. Indeed. And uh, I'm going to have to put something at the front of this uh, podcast. Um, I, I was trying to do. This, I was going to try and do this spoiler free. I don't think that's possible. Um, uh, yeah. There's too much I want to talk about that's spoilerific. So this is so warning. I will have put something at the beginning of this podcast, but also warning. Um, this is going to contain spoilers. Yep. I think. So, Mike. You start me off. Your initial thoughts around Rogue One. Now you've seen it. Well, okay. If you if people are going to go and see Rogue One, just don't get attached to any character in the entire thing. It is it is a sci-fi version of Game of Thrones, really, isn't it? Mm. Anything can happen to any character at any time. And yeah. and it and, and it's a twelve A. That shocked me. Yeah. By the, by the end. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. By the end, when the, when the credits roll, rolled at the end, I was a bit like. I'm not sure. Twelve A, yeah. yeah. No, it's it's it's. it's there's a yeah. couple of emotional gut punches in it that really. There's a few sort of like really, yeah, really, you know, sort of thing. So, yeah, um, just don't get attached to anyone. That's what mm. I will say without giving too much away. Do not get attached to anyone. Um, 
one of the things we discussed before we went mm. and before we get into the film really was is this film worth doing is this a step too far is this a, is this something mm. worth having in the, in the Star Wars universe now you've seen it can you answer that question um Okay, well, look, look at it like this, okay? Let's, let's, let's step back away from the question just for a second. Let's mm-hmm, go back mm-hmm. to that question. I think it's too soon to say. Okay. All right. The first thing is that's noticeable about this film for me was the fact that the first hour was long. Yeah. It was a long hour. Mm. It was a long build-up to an hour and uh, another hour, because this is a two-hour and 15-minute film, I think. Let's have a look. I've yeah. got, let's, just let's so you know, I've got, the titles. I've got IMDB in front of me. Two hours, 14. There we are. So, so let's say fifteen minutes of titles, mm. yeah. Yeah. So, um, so two hours, so it's an hour each way, and the first hour drags. I know. found the first fifteen twenty minutes really almost disengaging because mm. it was sort of like short scene here, short scene there, short scene. There. It was, it was, it just felt, it felt really choppy. It took twenty yeah, minutes yeah, yeah. for it to go. Okay, well, we've, we we feel settled now. Mm. A lot of it felt like a and previously in the Star Wars universe. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I can see see where that comes from. There's little nods to certain people and certain things. Yes. Isn't there? Yeah. You know, and, uh, and and gratuitous cameos. We'll get onto the cameos. Yeah, I think and, uh, at some point you get unavoidable to discuss them. But I mean, the the you know it it is simply um, it is simply and if you can get through the first hour, the second hour isn't too bad. Second hour is is pretty pretty fast paced. When they, it goes when, pretty quick. When they get the team together, mm-hmm. it picks up pace yeah. quite quickly. I think. Yeah, there's a lot. It's action, action, action all the way. Oh yeah, well, yeah. Well, the moment it turns, like it turns, and that's it. Um, good to see the at hats. Yep. Definitely well, good to see the at hats. That's what I would say. It felt mm. like it truly felt like it was in the Star Wars universe. In the last hour. Uh, I'd even in say the, in the, I, I'd even say parts of the first half. There's a couple of bits where I agree where it sort of felt a little bit. It's like a sci-fi. It's a sci-fi movie. In yes. The first, you know, the first hour could have been any sci-fi movie from anything. There was no no one, and 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 I found that I didn't really care about anyone in the first hour as well. That's mm. the, that's the mm. thing is that I don't, I I wasn't really attached like like Ray in in um, uh, Force, Force Awakens. Awakens. I, you know, you get attached to her character pretty quick. Because, well, the pacing is different, though, isn't it? Yeah. And I think that's the thing because mm. you spend all that time with Ray, you know, and you get. To see no, I didn't. She... That was just that was just rumors. I didn't. <laughs> you know, I mean, we we it was one night. One uh, night, you saw all of Ray. She's too yeah, young for I, you. That was one night. Then then she found me in the wardrobe, and then I, <laughs> yeah. I got arrested and was asked to leave. <laughs> Stormtroopers marched you out. <laughs> yeah, marched me out. Um, I only wanted her to feel the force. <laughs> so find your lightsaber. Yeah. Um. No, but I, I totally agree that some of the, the, the scenes at the beginning are so choppy mm. that even sort of Felicity Jones's Jen Ursa or Jen Urso, mm. it's sort of like she appears and then like you know then it goes off somewhere else. Then she appears and it goes off somewhere else. And you're like, just give me something, give us something to do, mm. so I can actually get uh, um, you know, like I say, invested in the characters. Yeah, um, I was quite invested in some of the characters. I, I, really? I, I yeah. Weirdly, the ones I got most invested were on were um, Donnie Yen's uh, Churret and uh, Wen Jiang's Bay's uh, Malbus. I think that's the ones that yeah, that's the the the, um, the Temple Guardians. Oh, Do- yeah, Donnie yeah. Yen in this is brilliant. Yeah, yeah. 
yeah, you know, yeah. he's not quite a Jedi. So he, you know, he talks about the Force. He's like a Force monk, but he's not a Jedi. But he is. I, bad- am, the, I am the Force, and the Force is with me. Yeah, I am the Force, and the Force is with me. But he's badass. Like you mm. say, doing his martial arts, um, and he's funny. That's the other thing. There's some humor in this. That that. Was well, the, good. the robots. Yes. The robot. Uh, the robot's great. Uh, what's the name? K two S O. K two S O. Voiced by Alan Tudyk. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. I mean, the, the sarcasm. And uh, Alan Tudyk is one of those actors. If you have never seen Firefly or Serenity, yeah, that's his bag. That's what he's. He's great. the lead character in it, isn't he? No, that's uh, Nathan Fillion. He's the okay. pilot in uh, in it. Um, he's been in loads of things. He's one of those things you see him in. He pops up in sort of genre pieces loads, but he's but, fantastic. But he's, he's the kind. Guy. He's the kind of actor that goes, "Oh, that's him." Yes. Yeah. yeah no, you'll oh, see him yeah, and yeah. you'll go, "Oh, yeah, yeah." He's not yeah. like he's not like Mike Kennedy. He's not like no, no. He's not. Mike he's Kennedy. not. What, you mean that guy? The guy that did How Red's My Valley? That's the one. Part one, two, three, four, and five. Yeah. That's the one. A nasty A-list. one and two. On the... Uh, yeah, man. Name on the... Uh, on half the, a star. On, on the you know? ten. <laughs> half a star. Mm. But no, it does. It starts off... Yeah, it starts off choppy, but I, I think, like you say, it turns a point. You get the team together, mm-hmm. and then you sort of get... About halfway through, they get the mission. You know, the... the forget all the stuff with Mads Mikkelsen and all that. Up to that point, that's why I agree. It felt like a bit of a... Science, just a gen- generic science fiction film in, yeah. in many ways. Yeah, totally. with, with nods to being in the Star Wars universe. Yeah. Um, and then, like I say, when they're given the, the mission of we've got to get the Death Star plans and they're on Scarif, whatever the planet's called. Mm-hmm. That's and Jeddah as well. Yeah, well, they, well, they, well, that so was one they, of the nods. That's one that felt more like a nod than a because I'm not a Star Wars aficionado. Mm. But when they actually goes like, here's where we've got to go, and it's a, it's that suicide mission. Go. That's when it felt like, oh, this is a Star Wars film. It felt more for some reason. That's where it sort of started to come together. Mm. Um, so before we really get into anything else, anything else that really struck you? Yeah, the, 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 they had technology, weapons, and vehicles in this film, which don't appear again until Jedi. Which is fine, though, to me. But it's just like if you got what, what? What do they do? They put them in storage for a few. Well, it's a few big years? universe. Just because Luke and Leia and that but hand in, didn't see like them. They're like imperial kind of like. Thi- what sort of thing? Oh, well, you mean the uh, the Atats and the? Well, the Atats uh, don't come into it until into until Empire Strikes Empire, Empire Strikes yeah. Back. The um, uh, the Y wings that they, mm. they fly into doesn't come into it till Jedi. They don't use them in in one or two. In, um, it was, they're, in, they're in a big universe. I mean, I don't know what I don't really. Get, uh, I, would, I don't know what the time scale. Last are. seasons, last seasons, darling. That's what it could <laughs> yeah, be. Just... Totally could be. I mean, yeah, they overuse some things in this. I think that's a, a good point. Is I'm, they do overuse things yeah. that you're a bit like, oh, I'm not going to see that until so and so. But I've, I mean, to put that in context, um, you know, I, I don't really understand uh, in my own head the the time scales between New Hope and, and Jedi. So in the original trilogy, mm. is it six weeks? Is it six years? I've never really got my head around that. Sort of like you know, what's the gap between those three films? I think it's three months. Okay, so because this... I, I'm not. I'm probably wrong. Okay, mm. but it does say you've, you've been because when she frees Han Solo from carbonite, she says you've been been frozen in carbonite for such a such. So a time. that's Empire to Jedi. Yeah. So what's so hope to New Hope to Empire could be? I'm, I'm just, it's just one of those things I've never really quite. Well, yeah, well, I mean, it could but, be. The, but let's be honest: the timescales between this and New Hope it's... are clarified. Yeah, yeah, w- yeah, yeah, w- yeah, without question. There is a linkage within the film. That's all we should say, really. 
no, this is spoilers. We can go into it. I've really? Given, I've given the warning. People, we're going to spoil some of this. Well, it, it it's it's introduces. I mean, you could watch you could watch this and <laughs> and a new hope. You could watch. You could pretty much back to back. Yeah. Just splice them together. Yeah. Jobs are good. The last scene. The last. The last shot of this film is mm. the opening shot of New Hope. Mm. Pretty much, isn't it? Yeah, and they used the they used the same set as the, that was still in yeah, uh, yeah. still in the studio. Yeah, still in the studios. Well, what I'd say is one of the big things apparently, and I was just flicking through the trivia on this and that. Mm. Four bits of it, they actually used shots that were were not used from the original trilogy in bits of this okay. to give it that same feel. So that I can I can get. But well, the set still exists, doesn't it? In Elstree, yeah. Street, the, the set's still there in Elstree. Street. So. so they must have used it. Yeah, they, well, they used her in the last film. They used her in um, um, Force Awakens as well. Yeah. So, do you think this is this is a a, a suitable prequel to the? I think it. I think it, it's a linkage, isn't it? it it's mm. it's it's a, it's a missing missing uh, link in a chain. You know, the chain was fine as it is, but let's put an extra chink in there. Just it's it's been linked really well. I mm-hmm. think the film could have been told in a shorter time, but that's just oh god, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It was it, a bit too long. It needed editing down. Yeah, it did. It did. It was a bit too. Oh, come on already, let's get this well, thing even, moving. I would even say, and I can give you know, there's several scenes in the opening where there's a scene where uh, the opening bit with Mad Milkelson and you know you meet his family and you find out that he's the one that's invented the Death Star. Did, and all didn't care. Stuff. Did not care. Like that yeah. was all addressed later yeah. in the getting the film. And they um, just, yeah, they reiterated, didn't they? Just, just in case just you missed in case it. You didn't, yeah, just in case you're really <laughs> yeah. not sure. An hour ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> on um, Rogue One. But then when you meet Jen Ursa uh, for the first time as an adult, she's in a cell with some squid-faced alien. Yep. She gets up, looks at you, see a stormtrooper, it cuts off and goes somewhere else, comes back and she's on a prison. It again says uh, uh, Imperial uh, Labour Work yeah. Prison yeah. and she's on a, a carrier. Mm-hmm. Well, why do you need both of those scenes then to establish that she's in prison? Like, get rid of the first it, one. That's some second. You know, it was, yeah. there was a couple of things like that where I'm just like, this could have been cut so much. It's, yeah, and dream I'm, sequences like this. she keeps remembering. Um, I'm going to have to pick up the character. The character's name, um, uh, Forrest Whitaker's Saw Guerrera. Mm. Like they just reiterate that like he he saved her from the hole and he, he, they show that about four times mm. and i'm like i got i got that i know your target audience is like 8 year old boys did you find but i got that forest Whitaker's character completely and absolutely pointless there was no there was no need no, for that no, character no. at all no unless he appeared well no he's not going to appear in anything else because no, again no. don't get emotionally attached no, to any character no <laughs> um, but, yeah i it was a bit like we need a, we need an oscar winning actor in this okay forest Whitaker. you know it's it just and and his character does nothing for the storyline. I'm sorry, it does nothing beca- at all. This is what I'm saying. But this is that thing about the first hour. He becomes a MacGuffin, mm. um, almost like oh, we've got to. We, that, he's the reason that Jen Erso um, comes into the film. They're mm. like, oh, we need you because you know him because he saved you from a hole. And just so you, you weren't sure, we're going to show you that again a couple of times. We need you to introduce us to, for this purpose, but nothing ever comes of it. So, I, yeah, you're right. That whole story could have been condensed in a different way. Like, she could have been brought into this in a completely different way. Mm. Um, well, like Ray. Like Ray in... Um, uh, do I have a thing for Ray? I'm not sure. I was uh, getting a bit worried now. Yeah. You mentioned it, Ray. But Ray in, in The Force Awakens, you know, she's she's lived on her own. Yeah. She was a, she was sold to that, you know. And, and that kind of thing, you know. Her father's been taken back to... 
finish work on the desk. Her mother's been shot, so maybe she survives and brings herself up on that planet. Yeah. You know, maybe that would have been a better story. Why have this character that comes, takes her out of her hole, then betrays her, and then she gets stuck in prison anyway? It's all rather... It's all... It all became very convoluted for no purpose. Yeah, and it was like, well, why are you there? Why yeah. are you there? Unless That's you're the... there to the, end, to the end of the film. I don't really want to know, to be honest. The whole fir- I agree. The whole first hour of this film is a little bit over-convoluted mm. and could have been condensed into a, into half an hour. With a better script, a tighter script, could have really mm. reduced this down and been a lot more efficient. Um, getting into the second hour, though, mm. one of the big things Gareth Edwards kept talking about um, when when he was you know when he's done the bits and pieces off Red, <clears throat> the little bits and pieces, he was like, "Oh, it's a war film. It's totally a war film." And by the end of it, I was like, "Yeah, it really mm. was." There's um, there's there's a scene um, when they're in a for um, want of a better phrase, it's a desert planet because there's hundreds of these apparently scattered around the galaxy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in a desert planet city, mm. which just so happens to look like any other sort of like Middle Eastern sort of city, yep. and then there's a terrorist attack on an army convoy. If that is not basically taken from an Al Qaeda attack on an American um, troops and stuff like that, it, mm. it could have been lifted from uh, obviously apart from the story. It, it could be related to. That's yeah. the thing, you know, modern, in the modern day, sort the, of like... Well, exactly. Yeah. Well, the, the way it was choreographed, if you were to just put the stormtroopers in American military outfits, mm. that scene still plays. So you're saying, the, you're saying that the, the rebellions are Al-Qaeda? I'll say, well, I'm not saying wow. Well, no, I'm not, saying, I'm not taking sides, I'm not saying... Wrong, but the, choreogra- the choreography for that scene mm. of a military force being hit by a rebel... Um, squad could be used in any modern uh, film. Interesting. And then when you get to the end, it's a, it's a, it's Saving Private Ryan. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Except for Saving Private Ryan, some of the characters survive. Yeah, yeah. If if this if Tom Hanks was in this film, yeah, he'd be crushed by an actor. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, it's just well, that's my biggest problem with this film was, is that. The when you watch New Hope, Empire, mm. and Jedi, right? The Star Destroyer is a formidable, amazing battleship. I mean, it's huge, mm. yeah. And the Super Star Destroyer preceding it, you know. Mm. And, um, and the Atats in Empire, they were just sort of like the only way you could take them down is harpoon the cables. Mm. Now, no empires after this, so maybe you know armor and everything else has changed and evolved like it did in medieval times. And yeah, things yeah, like yeah. This. they learned from this battle. Yeah, which I which I accept, but I think that ships in this, the bigger ships, the the, the you know the the bastard ships. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They were too easy to defeat. Mm. I, I just found like the Star Destroyers to you know they shot that panel. Oh, it's, it's all out of power, and then they got that little tugboat little ship just to push it into the other one, and I, not I only thought, push yeah. it into the other one, but rip it completely yeah. apart. It's like there was a bit that I agreed with that where yeah. they were like, "We're going to use the ion missiles," and I was like, "I actually thought that's like, why did they never use those in the original trilogy? Because you've yeah, they're basically yeah. like, it's based like an uh, EMP pulse, isn't it? it? Takes out all yeah. the power from the the Star Destroyer, and I was a bit like, uh, that'd have been useful." Uh, in the Battle of Yavin, but the, the Imperials have got the Imperials have got you know technology mm. that that blows planets up, and yet they can't. This is a know, film. This is a film. It's right? like, oh come on, really? Well, th- this is a film 
design solely to answer a single um, geeky question that's been around since New Hope mm. came out, which is who the hell builds a start something as technical as the the um, Death Star mm. with such a stupid flaw as having a hole in it if you shoot in destroys a whole lot. Totally. So for, for decades, people have been like, "Well, that's ridiculous. That's stupid." So what they've done is they've built a film that answers that question. In doing so, they've raised a hell of a lot more questions. <laughs> yeah, I mean, totally. But also as well, the interesting thing about this is you notice the Death Star when they first put it together is upside down. It's in space. There is no upside down. No, but it's 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 the wrong way round. It is the wrong way around. I've no. It's a it's a ball. It's a ball with a disc in it. (laughs) Yeah, but (laughs) how is that upside down? Because inside out. You Google you Google Death Star image now, right on on your phone. Okay, so so you. you, Um, Yeah, you can talk. Come out of come out of you, Paul. All right. So I say, great radio. This great 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 podcasting material. So if you Google Death Star, you will see exactly what I mean. The Death Star is a distinctive shape, round, but it's also a it's a distinctive style. It is a recognizable space station. Okay. Yeah, it's a big yeah. But if you look at images. Okay, look at that. You see the the round circles always on the top, the dividing line, the equator of the Death Star. If you it like, is there as well? That's the new, it's the old. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. Is is that the Death Star in this film, when it's first put together, the circle where the laser is is at the bottom of the Death Star. Yeah, but right. Let's just if it turns upside down, everyone's going to fall. Off, you know, it's just gonna. You do know how space works, don't you? Yeah, no, right. I, I do know how space works, right? But I, I need, it's I need, just. I need, a, I need a ball. It's just logic. It's no, not it's logic, logic at all. That's ridiculous. It's not. If it's in space, if it's in space yeah. where there is no gravity or atmosphere, if something's on the bottom, technically it's also on the top because there is no up or down because space does not sort of have those things. Yeah, but when you dock, the men up you... and down only exists when you have gravity. So, so inside it, they may have up and down because they'll have the core which will be creating the gravity yeah. outside of it. It doesn't make a difference. It does. It though. doesn't because when you land, when you when you land your spaceship into the into there, you can't sort of land. <laughs> it, you know, you can just can't go. Boom, boom, or, or which way do I go? You know, you have to land in it. I'm going to go to a completely different franchise to sort of provide some example of this. But it's not. We're not talking no, no, about no, no, different no, no. franchise. Right, no, no, yeah, but then it's still a space thing. It's because a space thing, right? So in Star Wars, uh, yeah. Star, sorry, Star Trek, right. right? In both the new films and the old films, because they do it in the old films as well. Yeah, there is a bit where you'll have uh, I don't know which one's it. But you have a Klingon um, bird of prey, right? And it's sort of you know, and they're having a bit of an argument about where's the where's the Enterprise gone? Mm. And the blue thing comes up. They do it in, in new gen- in uh, next generation in an episode where it comes up beneath them, right? So you got going level is your is your bird of prey, and then coming up at it from underneath it like Jaws, yeah, right? yeah, underneath yeah. it is um, your Enterprise firing up at its belly, okay? When they go into a shot inside the uh, Enterprise's, uh, what's it called? Whether you got Captain Kirk and all that, and or your Picard sat, they're not all strapped into their chairs, being pulled backwards because they're going up. 
Because that's not how it works in space. It's because they have a gravity system within it. But they have a gravity system they, within the Death Star. But if they turn the ship upside down, then no, it the phones would no. fall out their pockets. Right, we're going to move on from this because the, the, the madness of talking around the, the gravity system but of the it Death does, Star. But, but okay, so, so cinematography, okay? From a cinematography perspective, having the Death Star the wrong way round, regardless of gravity yeah. and gravity was wrong. They should have. They should have actually shot okay. it. I I consider that to be a, uh, an opinion because I I thought it was cool. I think it was just, it, it, the, if the, to do this every every apart from some of the other things we've probably pointed out, I pretty much think they'd have covered all their bases when it comes to those sorts of details. I mm. thought it looked cool. But let's, you, if we, did you see when they shot the laser though? They shot the laser and the two guys operating the laser just went like this, just duck down and cover their eyes. Yeah, <laughs> don't, don't look. Like, yeah, don't cross the streams. Why, why? Why have you put the control deck for that so close to the laser in the first place? Surely health and safety would shut you down. Yeah. It's not I, even a rail on that. They could fall off and everything. Well, that's just, that's in the same as in the original trilogy, and I've always thought that. Yeah, there's like, two, two people. I'm how did they like, get there as well? You know, that must be a bottom rung job. <laughs> so, yeah. They're like, oh, put the interns in there. All is is firing. Because the thing is, as well, is that it's all. What I don't understand is it's all level, but actual fact. Where the eye is is on a slant. I'm even going to get into back so into this. So this platform must be at a you know like a, a kind of gradient of about thirty right. degrees. So how do they not just roll down or slide off, or do they have special boots to keep them upright? I'm not getting into this because you're winding me up now. You are just winding me up. Just about. Let's talk about something completely different. Okay. Right. And uh, it, it, it sort of still harkens back to the original trilogy. Is it how they go to the toilet when they're just rotating upside down and all? Yes, I see the mess. No, I'm talking about the fact that in this film yeah. is Grand Moff Tarkin. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Grand Moff Tarkin. And it's not just a cameo. Peter Cushing has a role in this film. Yeah, I know. Who does the voice of Peter uh, Cushing? Did, did, did it say on uh, I have to IMDb? find it. I'm assuming they must do. Cause, um, it's not. It's surely not computer-generated voice. No. Because he, he, he is back as a computer-generated, a CGI yeah. um, character. And um, it, it's, it's quite bizarre because... What did you think of it? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I think his character needed to be in the film if you're telling that story. Okay, I think it was well placed within the film to tell that story. Um, yeah, but uh, I I don't know. Did he look too much like too much CGI? But they they used him sparingly because he disappears sort of like uh, an hour or so into the film. Well, he was still around at the end. I mean, that's the thing. He, he, I didn't see him at the there end. There you go. It, so it's a guy called uh, special guy Henry. Yeah. Um, did Grand, Grand Moff Tarkin, and he was the face capture, so he held all the spots on. I don't know whether he did the voice or not. Because um, we're getting into the uncredited roles now. I don't know. It might even be that they just took a sample of. Uh, I'll have to find out. I'm, I'm fascinated. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. he takes credit for mm. you know for the whole thing, and that's when he sort of. Because um, it was his idea originally. Well, that's how he plays it, isn't it? But mm. you've got um, you've actually got. Um, What's his name's Krennic, which is played by Ben Mendelsohn. So he's mm. like the main baddie in this. Yeah. And that's what I... The thing is about, say, about this film as well, and all the characters in this, and what you said, don't get emotionally invested in yeah, these yeah, characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You start with... You start the original trilogy. The very first thing we know about the Star Wars, Star Wars universe, the very first thing we learn about the Star Wars universe, that they've got the Death Star plans. Mm. So the first thing you sort of learn about all this, right? So you, you've got no delusions about how this film is going to end. Yeah. So as far as I'm concerned, <clears throat> there is no tension in the success of the mission. 
because you know it's going to be a success. You, the, otherwise, you've got no a new hope doesn't exist. The tension comes in like, how do they do it and do they succeed? Because none mm. of these characters appear in any future films. No. No, and they're won't. all no, yeah, exactly. they won't. and the fact is not even in a, in a blue light kind of way, you know. And I was actually thinking that so Ben Mendelsohn's character, this Orson Krennic, who seems really important in the Empire, I was a bit like, yeah. wow, he seems really quite crucial in all this. How are they going to? Oh, okay, hurry <laughs> <laughs> up, let's not get attached. Yeah. Jen Erso but, seems quite important. Oh no, it doesn't matter. No, no, just, no, nothing matters. No character matters in this film because none of they all just they all matter, all but they all matter for the, this story, but they do not matter to the wider universe, and that's why that's well, why they I matter quite for like the story. Story of the New Hope. That's the thing. That's they 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 set the paving stones of the New Hope. And Tarkin, when he, he it was Tarkin, wasn't it? Peter Cushing's character. yeah, Grandma Tarkin. Yeah. I mean, he took the Death Star off um, the other guy. Yeah, yeah, and took control of he it. Took control of it, and he said, "I'm taking it off you because you've put the laser right at the bottom when your laser should be at the top." <laughs> <laughs> that's what he said. I, I, I can understand that. I'd do that the same. And then he, so he said, "Wrong well, with I would have bitch slapped him. I'm going to switch that round. Yeah, and it'll be fine. Yeah, it'll be fine." Um, no, I have to. I have to say, it was it was interesting to see it. So when he appeared in the first scene, and they do him a little bit in shadow and that sort of thing, I thought, okay, that's going to be it. Yeah, it's going to be him from the back. Yeah, they show him from the back. Yeah, a little bit of reflection in the glass. That looked brilliant. Yeah, using yeah, yeah. him as reflection, I was like, that perfect. That looks amazing. Hmm. And then they start to show his face, and it was still a little bit Polar Express. <laughs> it wasn't as it wasn't, wasn't as, bad as, as but, but it was possible. It was it, yeah. If you looked, if you looked really carefully, you mm. could tell that uh, it's computer generated. I think if he was, if he was like, if we was in a room now and it was me, you, and him, mm. I think we'd notice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but if Peter Cushing was sat over there, you'd yeah. notice. I think, I think we, we, we would. We'd probably smell it <laughs> yeah. actually, wouldn't we? But there's, there's still the problem with the CGI is it still hasn't quite managed that. The it's can, almost there. The canny valley effect is still in effect, mm. where it looks slightly flat. Mm. It doesn't quite work. It looked good. It looked brilliant in the film, mm. but it still looked like a CG. And I'm glad they did it. Um, it was interesting to see then because there's supposed to be four of these in the pipeline. <laughs> Rogue films? Uh, not rogue films, just just a Star Wars story film. Oh, Star Wars story film. Oh, okay. no, no, apparently no one in this, and I might be wrong at some point, but mm. no one... And I was going to say, no one in this has a sequel written into their contract. <laughs> oh, but clearly, clearly, clearly not. No, 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 why. no, not at all. Um, but, uh, um, yeah, the, the, the other Star Wars are all going to be like anthology kind of film so they'll be about something else so we obviously got the Han Solo film and, yeah, and like, yeah. I don't know what the I'm others not, are going to be I'm not too fussed about but, the Han um, Solo film no I actually thought like the only, the only other cameo where they used exactly the same effect was at the very very end of the film and again spoilers we've been like, if, you, if you're still listening and uh, you know you haven't quite got there's going to be spoilers no, they, they would have switched off when they found yeah, out yeah. the Death Star was the wrong way around that's true you know um, was you get a young Leia Leia Organa well you get you get yeah, you get the, Carrie Fisher. The, you get the Carrie Fisher from New Hope. That's yeah. what you get. That, I thought, looked better. Now, I think that was because... Except for the fact that Carrie Fisher from New Hope didn't wear a bra. And this one clearly and was. this one was. Well, I, did, I didn't notice see, that. You could see no shape of anything. Okay, I didn't notice that. What I found was, though, because I think with um, Peter Cushing, it had to be an old Peter Cushing. Yeah, yeah. So his yeah. face would have had a lot more texture and that sort of thing. Mm. And obviously, with with a young Carrie Fisher, there was a lot less texture because she, she was she was more Avatar. Yeah, basically, yeah, yeah. she had smoother skin, smoother texture to her face. 
it worked better, I think. She looked better because there was less. There had to be less wrinkles and and character stuff. But I think she looked very good. That 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 face mapping was very very good. Mm. Mm. Um, yeah, she wasn't bad at all. I mean, I, that was a nice kind of like nice end to the film. Yeah. I think to be honest, it was a nice go home. You know. Yeah, it was, and I, I'm definitely going to watch New Hope at some point very very soon. Oh yeah, totally. I mean, I I I, I still think I think that. I think what they should do, I think when it comes out on Blu-ray, we should have a night where I'll edit it. Put it together. Put it together. Yeah, so that'd that be we, amazing. We can do, we can do, four, it'll be a four-hour film. Four-hour film. <laughs> four hours cut out some of the, wait, no, it couldn't, doesn't have to be. We'll cut, cut out, out the first, first hour. <laughs> and then we'll go into it. Yeah. Um, the other thing I'll say is then, um, the main characters, Felicity Jones, I thought she was very, very good. She's just, yes, yes. I really enjoyed her. She, she's uh, very attractive in a girl next door kind of way. She is, actually. Mm. I, th- I watched, I saw her in Inferno. Very pouty face, though, isn't she? Yeah. In a, in a, in a, in a um, um, what's her name? What's the one off uh, Pirates of the Caribbean? Kira Knightley. Kira Knightley. She, she's she, very she, of that she, vein. Yeah. Well, she's, she comes like, there was, <laughs> until this film came out, it's really funny, like, you know, there's all the internet rumours about this and about yeah, that, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And she looks, basically, they were like, oh, she's very, because she's British. Yes, yes, she is. Oh, she's a, she's a white British brunette. Another one in the Star Wars universe, right. you know. Maybe she's Ray's parents. No. <laughs> that, <laughs> Clearly that, answered. That, that, that is not, not the case. So let's get on to the wrong thing. We were going to talk about this, right? Mm. Big, big spoilers. The death scenes at the end of this, right? The final 20 minutes for me... Everyone dies. Everyone, everyone dies. <laughs> but let's put it... I want to put it into context. The way they die, I think, has some clout. There are scenes in the, at the end of this film that would fit into Saving Private Ryan. They would fit into Platoon. They would fit into... Name a good war film. I think that I really liked... There were mm. some scenes in this that I, that really, like... Yeah, yeah, got yeah. Me. Totally. Really got me. I mean, when the... Uh, w- 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 the only problem I had with it is the Death Troopers, which are the... Mm, the guys uh, in black. The guys in black. Mm-hmm. Are the experts... <clears throat> so I'm being a bit nerdy here. Are, no, no, no. Are, are the, the marksmen of, of yeah, Stormtroopers. Yeah, yeah. They are, they are, their accuracy is pretty much... You know, when they come off the ship, though, that looks brilliant. Yeah, it looks brilliant. They, you, you, it just marks off. Here comes, like, it's kind of a, it's a Brock Lesnar down. moment. Here comes the pain. It is, know, seriously. That's what it is. But the the thing is, is that then then that all goes to shit because they're shooting and they're missing and they're missing and they're missing. Well, and like, yeah, but no, they're not and missing. And he's going, I am the force and the force is with me. Yeah, but there's like, a oh, point for that. No, 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 I like that. I really like that because it was set up in a certain way that, mm. you know, he's a, uh, Donnie Yen's character is he's a force monk or whatever. Yeah. And throughout it, like, he makes it clear... He's not a Jedi. Crouching, dra- crouching dragon, hidden Jedi. Basically, but he's That's not. Basically, he, he hasn't got force manipulation, though, has he? He can't. No. He can't. You know, he, he, there's because they almost tease it because he, he comes out. He's open when you first meet him. He's sort yeah. of like, let them walk in peace, and the guy's like, who are you? Go away, and you're yes. like, oh, okay. So he hasn't got the mind. <laughs> yeah, he's back in the stick. Let them go. Let them walk in peace. <laughs> the stormtroopers are going. Just, just go away. Just sit down. Yeah. Don't know what you're doing, waving your hand and all yeah. this shit. But it's, just, you know, just you're quite mad. Yeah. Go away. I love it when they put the bag over his head and he goes, "Really? I'm blind." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. That's what. Yeah. He has a great sense of humour in this. Um, but he's clearly not. He's just a Force monkey. He's not a Jedi. Hmm. So throughout it, he's obviously saying, like, you know, I, uh, the Force. I am the Force, and the Force is with me. Yeah, 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 yeah. So when he does that and he walks out and he's being shot at and they are missing, mm. it to me it plays as. The force is almost like a is a living thing. It flows through all of us. Mm. It's almost interceding, because it's it's a it's, it, 
it plays a little bit because like they make it clear and Yoda makes it clear in another one. It's not a force for good. It's not a force for bad. It just it just is. So is it interceding because of who he is or because because it saves him so he can pull off that final uh, moment? And then when um, um, Baze comes out as well and does his thing, you know, and he's like saying it, and he basically goes a bit yeah, takes uh, revenge for for Donnie Yen's death. He's a bit he's a bit sort of like Robocop-esque, isn't he? But he gets he gets you know when he's doing he's saying it after Baze, after Donnie Yen's been killed, and again he held, he holds him and stuff. I was really touched by that because these are two guys that have clearly been friends for like and, uh, decades. The, the bit that's missing the bit that's missing is the fact that like, that we have mentioned as well, which is the big big sort of like well, what was the point of that? Her mother at the beginning gives her the necklace and say the force will always protect yeah. you, and then it's like it's not really touched on. It's like she has it's no a, powers of the force. No, she's got she, no. She's got no force powers. You know, you would look at the necklace one more time in the film, and it's completely gone. That's it. There's, there's, there's no no connection to it at all. It's like what really? pointless. Mate. Yeah. The, the only point of that was, well, I was conf- this work because they make it clear as well that that crystal that she's got. It's a crystal in, that's put in lightsabers. That, yeah, that can yeah. be used, and it's also been used to fuel the Death Star. Death Star, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And when they, when she says, "My father told me that this is what was used to fuel a, a, a lightsaber," I because I was convinced. I was thinking because this is what they call it, Chekhov's gun. Mm. Right, if you're showing me something and you're telling me that this fuels a lightsaber, then you're gonna have a lightsaber. Yeah. Yeah, and, then, yeah. and then, and then, like you say, never touched on again. Well, never comes it's back. Good, it's good in one sense, the lightsaber things, because at this point, all the Jedi's are supposed to be dead. Yeah, I got either that. in dead or exiled. Then don't so mention they, it. So they, so they don't didn't, mention it. No, absolutely, and they didn't. And you could saw that rather good on, uh, um, as a Jedi. Jedi. Yeah, Jedi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Jedi. Oh, yeah. the big statue. The statue of the Jedi, mm. the fallen Jedi. I thought that was brilliant. Yeah, that was such a moment. Mm. And uh, I don't know. I, I, I think that. Uh, there's lots of things that really didn't need to be there in the film. I, I could strip this. You know? I reckon this film, if you were to really focus on this script yeah. and pull out what was wasn't necessary, you could cut out. You could easily cut out thirty minutes of this film. And you saw and you saw Darth Vader without his armor on. In a really what? what yeah, he's, he's having a bath. Yeah, he's having a bath. Maintaining like, himself. That's interesting because, like you say, in the, in the original tree, you see him. With the helmet. helmet. This one's it's a similar kind of deal, but, but a bit he's got more his extreme. arms back. No, 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 no. He doesn't. No, no. you see when he comes out, he's, he's amputated. It's something. It's like it looks like I'm lifting him out of that tub. Water. Oh, so they didn't have his arms on. No, no, no. Because no, I no. thought, what? what? No, he he didn't. Back. But he was in like it was not like a bath of milk. Yeah, it was like he was nour- nourishing his obviously burnt skin yeah. or something. Um, but let's talk about Darth Vader in this film. Yeah. So we've talked about Grand Moff Tarkin. As an old talking, we've talked about layers. Yeah, you don't need any CG for Darth Vader because no, really, no, no. he's a big black suit. You just need a big ass dude in a black suit. So let's talk about Darth Vader in this. Mm. What were your thoughts? He's got a swagger, hasn't he? They made him badass again. Yeah, yeah. He's got that. He's got that swagger. Do you notice that swagger? And he's yeah, walking yeah, yeah. down for the first. He's time. got confidence in. Yeah, this. yeah, yeah. Because um, there there's, there's two bits. There, there are two key scenes in this. Two key cameos for Vader in this which I thought were fantastic because he appears a couple of times in yeah yeah it's a few isn't he quite a bit isn't he but when uh, when Orson Krennic Ben Mendelsohn's character comes to say talk to him and he actually says to him because obviously Grand Moff Tarkin has taken over the Death Star and he basically sucks up to him doesn't he yeah and then he says um, um, do, you, do you mean I'm, I'm still in control I'm still in charge and he does the force choke on him but he yeah. doesn't even look at him no he's walking away and all of a sudden he's like oh, and then he turns around and he's got the hand I was like 
that that is awesome. And at the end, no, oh, the, the 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 I'm just gonna come and kill people. Oh my god! Yeah, and he just sort of like slaughters everyone. I've got to tell you, listeners, and I'm gonna, if you've seen it, I mean, but I've got to describe it. So this is gonna be this is a major major spoiler. They take a landing party to one of the rebel ships. It's black. You've got rebel fighters ready to go. And all you can hear the breathing. This was a Jaws moment. It's completely pitch black. And all of a sudden, and it's the only lightsaber in the film. And he just uses the force and the saber and kills everybody. Yeah. And then just battles his way through an entire rebel ship. And you, you can't even feel bad about that. You kind of go, fair play to you, mate. I was nudging you. I'm like, this is awesome. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. You always get a little bit excited at that yeah. bit. And then right at the end, then the ship, the ship when the ship goes off, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he's standing there in the port, yeah, 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 of the ship, looking out at space, yeah. And I'm thinking, how aren't you sucked out of space? Well, this is one point? of those things again. It's 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 that science fiction thing of because uh, they do it all the time in Star Trek and they do it in Star Wars. Because you've ever watched the Star Wars, yeah, and it always happens in the no, no, I know they use what... force fields, don't they? You no, know, sort of no, they, they got them special boots that they use at the Death Star Wars upside down. <laughs> The magnetic route to keep them just pinned. Yeah, that's what it I don't is. want any. I don't want any tweets or emails about what anything you've said because. But yes, I get you saying. But um, I have to say, I think that ending is spot on. Yeah, it, it makes it adds. Do, do you think now seeing you know what they go through um, to, to destroy the Death Star mm. in in New Hope? Do you think seeing the sacrifices that went into this give? Uh, the battle over Yavin at the end of New Hope uh, more weight. Mm. Knowing the characters now. What, knowing the former characters. Well, yeah, yes, yeah. The sacrifice yeah. to get the yeah. I mean, it's it's a um, it's a D Day landing, isn't it? But in space, that's basically what it is. You yeah. know, we we I mean the D Day landings. You know, we knew exactly what we had to do. We knew we had to take this. We knew we had to take this beach. We knew we had to take this mm. this fortification. And if we took this fortification, we knew that we would make a huge progress in the battle. It wouldn't be the end of the battle. It would be huge progress in the battle. So it's a World War II moment. Mm. And I think that's that's the only thing I can compare it to. And it's the same here, you know, is that, yeah, there are, there was, like, like with D-Days, there was an amazing amount of casualties before they were even able to get to that stage yeah. to do the D-Day landing. And um, you, you kind of think to yourself... When Star Wars is concerned, the sacrifices made in this film certainly make and you make you look at the, the battle at New Hope differently. So much differently. Yeah, so totally. much differently. It's no longer a uh, a <coughs> a the boy hero is going to win the day. It's it's <clears throat> the Rebel Alliance have lost countless number of people. I mean, the the massacre at the end. One thing we don't mention is that one ship. Seems to get away, and everyone, all the rest of the Rebel Alliance gets wiped, wiped out, yeah, destroyed. Yeah. Even even um, even uh, Admiral Akbar's dad, yeah, uh, the, the, Admiral, the, the, Admiral Rubal. Yeah. Was it Rubal? Did he say Rubal? It, it, it was. Rubal. All right then. A conversation with that species must be incredibly difficult. They must stink, though. You think about it. They must constantly. Radus, Admiral Radus. Admiral Radus. Yeah, Radus. Right, yeah, it's a yeah, trap. Yeah. It's a trap. Um, I am not related to Admiral Akbar. Yeah. Admiral uh, Akbar, come into the room. Hello, I am Admiral Akbar. Yeah. I am Admiral Raider. See, we don't even sound the same. Yeah. You do. Uh, it, it, Can uh, you guess this voice? Yeah. Hello, how are you? Is that Admiral Akbar? No, it's Admiral Raider. 
Yeah, sorry. Phone conversations have been really difficult. Can I speak to Admiral Akbar? Hello, Admiral Akbar. No, I want to speak to Admiral Akbar. It's Admiral Raiders. No, it's not. It's Admiral Akbar. You just put on a voice. (laughs) Your podcast would be completely different. Yeah. (laughs) Just two two people going... Yeah. Um, But I I agree, actually. That's the total thing. I now think... this, This changes the original trilogy for me in that Rogue One and A New Hope is one story... Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Yeah, and then Empire and Jedi is almost another story, because this this is um, you know it's yeah, yeah, yeah. I not see, I see that, yeah. connected. I'm no, but, like, but they will though. They will. So yeah, no. So yeah, no. I agree. I think you know, for me, um, this and New Hope now forms like a war story, and I know that they changed tone because you then get um, um, resurgence of Jedi. Yeah, you get the resurgence. You, you know, Luke and Han come to it. But you know what? I find I now find a little bit annoying. Mm. That this film is set off, and it's, I know, I know, I know what it is, uh. and it's the same as I found annoying when the first time we saw the Death Star and it was upside down. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to punch you. Yeah. I am. I'm going to punch you. No, no. It won't be the first. All time. the people that, that I say, you, you're right, because this, mm. ga- this to me, this film to me gave um, life to the, the rebellion. Yeah. Right. So you've now seen all the other characters pre Skywalker that are involved and the, the sacrifices that went into getting the Death Star plans and everything. Because they've lost, they've lost the Clone Cause Wars. Yeah, because they've basically they've had their asses kicked and they're coming back and all sort of stuff. So at the end of all this, they have the Battle of Yavin. They destroy um, the, the Death Star in mm. New Hope. And granted, it's Han and Skywalker that Luke Skywalker that do that. You know, they shoot it through the porthole, he uses the Force, and then you know all that kind of jazz. Mm. They get medals, an entire ceremony to celebrate them. What about all these other poor bastards behind the scenes <laughs> that don't get any acknowledgement? Forget, yeah. forget, right? New Hope, end of New Hope. Uh, Han Hurt Solo has a medal. Luke Skywalker has a medal. Right? Everyone moans about the fact that. What about uh, Biggs? Biggs isn't it? Biggs is yeah, in here throughout all three films. He doesn't yeah. get a medal. He was right up there. Exactly. They're all up there. Everyone moans because Chewie doesn't get a medal at the end, and he has to just stand there and go. Rawr. All right. I'm now saying that those two sods don't deserve a medal because they're basically sort of uh, halftime heroes. They've come in in the last bit and done a bit. Mm. All those other people that have died or sacrificed and lost things in this battle should yep. have also got a medal. Glory hogs, Luke Skywalker, you glory hog. <laughs> well, I think I think as well as as that, you know, it's it's, uh, uh, no, no, you know, no, the, the, these people that sacrificed their lives are not mentioned again in any of the other no. three films. You no. know, there's no there's no connection there. They don't sort of like. So I think there might be a special edition coming out of like Star Wars: A New Hope where they where they reflect back and say, if it was not for the sacrifices of those who have gone before, you know, yeah. it's like, come on, please. Yeah. Well, yeah. you're gonna, well it, luckily, it's not. Luckily, it's not under um, George Lucas anymore because he would. He would go back, and mm. you'd probably find that what they do is they'd put a plaque in, they'd CG a plaque in behind layers, a, a blue plaque, a blue plaque, <laughs> and it would say like Jen Erso and da 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 da. Jen Erso lived here. Yeah, basically. Yeah, they'd do something like that. I think so, but I, th- I think it's 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 good. Oh, that's my foot, by the way. Um, I think it's good to sort of like tie up loopholes and I think that's mm. what this film does it does I think it ties up a really big loophole we may have picked fault with it and we've, we've, we've joked about some of the bits yeah. but let's let's say I really enjoyed this film I enjoyed the last half yes Yeah. first yeah, half yeah, yeah. first half I didn't enjoy too much no it took a while to get there but I enjoyed I enjoyed the, the payoff the payoff know, was good I enjoyed the end result yeah it's it's yeah it's you know it's, it's like watching a the build up was the build up could have been less yeah yeah and more. At the I same think, time. as I say, yeah, if they just stripped it down, they could have made it a bit more engaging, a bit more emotional. Yeah, yeah totally. 
Okay, so out of ten. Um. Oh gosh. Uh. Six and a half. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I was expecting more than that. Uh, I, I think I'm only going to go for a seven. Mm. I was really hoping to go higher than that, but I do think this film is let down by the opening sort of 45 minutes an hour. You should never start a Star Wars film without having the scoring. No, no, that's been confirmed. None. Of the of the um, anthology films, a Star Wars story will have a scroll. Why the scrolls are only for what they are calling uh, saga films, which is the main episodes one through but eight nine. But that, that's that's insane. They will all have uh, a long time ago, like you know, in a galaxy pe- far, far away, a long time ago, whatever. They'll have that. That's going to be on all of them. But the scroll to explain is only going to be for saga films. Wow, I think that's a mistake. I think yeah, I do because I think it. You you tell the story, and I think it's 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 a tag. It's a tag that you associate with it. It's mm. like it's like it's like Mad Mike going to the ring. Mad Mike, I don't know your who former, Mad Mike is. Your my former, former alter It's like me going down to, down to the ring without my orange bodysuit. So you, that, so you feel association. So you feel it's 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 that intrinsic to the Star Wars do, yeah. film franchise. Everyone expects it. That's that's what Star Wars is all about. It's always been about. Every Star Wars film has come out. It's always come. Right. That is another really interesting point, actually. That we've now we've got a score, but I'm going to go back to one more thing, actually. That I was a bit, I didn't struggle with, but composer. Right. So this film was done by. Oh bloody! I'm going to spell yeah, it. it Michael Gijo. It's not John Williams. This no, is the wasn't. first Star Wars film to n- to not be done by John Williams. Yeah. But the guy who did it, I have liked his soundtracks. So the guy who's doing it, the scores he has done, did he, he do has lost. He's done Lost. He also did both the, the new Star Wars films. Star Trek. Sorry, Star Trek. Sorry, my apologies. He's done the Star Trek films. Um, so he's done, but you know, I'm looking. He's doing Cloverfield. I like the stuff. Yeah. So he's done. He did. Uh, He's done some of the Mission Impossibles, so he's done some good stuff. And but basically, there were, there were po- points in this film where he was clearly a doing yeah doing John, John Williams. Williams. Yeah, he was doing a John Williams. So I didn't know he was John. He was John Williams, but I know that another person you're talking about when you mentioned his name. Yeah, and yeah, and totally, he was just cloning John Williams in a lot of places. Doing, yeah, he veers why, why, why did John Williams not do it? I don't know. I don't know. Probably doing episode eight. Yeah, to be honest with you, yeah, because I was filming at the moment. So I was, yeah. yeah, I think I think as well. John Williams probably watched a a um, sort of like uh, like a, a. If you say Death Star one more time, what? I'm going to ram this microphone somewhere. <laughs> where the sun don't shine. No, I no, wasn't going to say anything about the Death Star. But I, don't I, know. I think I mean, it was a good score. Yeah. I thought it was, especially again the the soundtrack, the score to the the battle at mm. the end was brilliant. I really enjoyed it. But it's very individualistic, though. It didn't feel like, even though we got John Williams esque, which is a great influence to have, by the yeah. way, it didn't feel like it was any of the soundtrack from any of the other films. You only had little bars yeah, of yeah, the yeah, other yeah. films coming in at certain points. You know, when there was ever, whenever, whenever they there introduced the cameos, whenever they did the cameos, Darth Vader, the yeah. Imperial March was sort of like oh, again, you have to have the Imperial you, March. You sort of got a bit yeah. of it. Um, but there was other things, like say, there was a, C3PO. Oh, that one was just, yeah, why, that was why, a pointless why? one. That was a why? pointless one. Yeah. Oh, well, I suppose no. Thinking about it, they're they're established that they are there. Yeah, which is fine. Which then but, link, which is the linkage was the end. Why of the not film. have that? But why not have that instead of having right the scene, which is you know 
they go off. Rogue One is established, and they fly off to take on the mission. And then it pans back um, to having C-3PO saying, well, they're off to scare if no one ever tells me anything. Why would anyone tell you anything, you pillock? But I reckon they could, they could have just had those in the background. You pillock. What a British thing to say. <laughs> C-3PO is, a is, pillock. is one of the most irritating characters I, I can't. Or Jar Jar Binks. Is he's, for me, I have to admit, he's not as bad, but he's almost in that ballpark at times. I wow. find him incredibly irritating. Um, okay, so we've gone through that. I think I would I would say worth seeing. I would say worth seeing in conjunction with New Hope. I'd say I'd say get it on. Blu- <clears> I don't <throat> don't go to cinema and see it. Get it on Blu-ray. Yeah. Okay. Get it on Blu-ray and watch it in connection with New Hope and see the linkage that yeah. way. I think on Blu-ray as well, you could probably. Scroll through. Yeah, yeah, Hopefully, yeah. they won't make the same mistake as they made with Batman vs Superman and release a special extended edition because that would be even the worse. three the three hour edition yeah. where they actually have uh, another four scenes <laughs> in, of, the, in uh, the beginning at the beginning, not at the end. They, yeah, beginning. they show uh, they show Forrest Whitaker saving uh, the young girl another eight times. Yeah, from different and, angles. Yeah, from different angles, <laughs> and it takes up another forty minutes. You too can play Forrest Whitaker. Yeah. Oh God. Okay, so uh, okay, so I think that wraps up our. Uh, Star Wars Rogue mm. One uh, review, a spoiler review. This is a bit of a bit of a special. We didn't mean to, I didn't mean didn't to even, do this. Didn't but, even meant to do it, did we? But, so uh, it's just like it's just that we're seeing it, so we'll do it. So indeed, <clears throat> thank you very much, Mike. Cool. And uh, this is Christmas. This is a Christmas treat. Uh, Merry Christmas. Christmas. 